Who is Jesus? What is he doing? And what does it mean to follow him in the world today? My name is Matt Lewis. This is the Follower Podcast, and everyone is invited to the conversation. Hello, people in Follower Podcast land. Welcome to the next episode in the Mountains Bow Down series. Today, we're going to be talking about the Mountain of Weakness, which is about choosing dependence uh, at the Mountain of Strength, and basically how our culture calls us to be strong, particularly in a male context, but how uh, really what Jesus invites us into is a sense of weakness and dependence on Him. And I've invited my friend Jonathan to come and be on the show with us. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. And Jonathan is a good friend of mine, and he's been actually doing his DTS with me the last six months. He didn't go to Nepal with me. He actually went to Bangladesh. But I just feel like uh, one of the things about you, Jonathan, I so appreciate is, and I've said this to you before, I really feel like you led our group in vulnerability. Mm. And I feel like that's something that God actually has put on your life, and it really unlocked a lot for us. And when I listen into some of your story and what you experienced in Bangladesh, I really couldn't think of someone better to share uh, your experience with around entering into weakness and, and choosing dependence in a culture that's trying to call us to always be strong in a false mm. sense. And so really just excited for what we're going to talk about. And so thanks for being here. You're welcome. And I hope that as you guys watch us chat, that this is helpful for you. So we'll get straight into it. Cool, bro. So uh, this the story uh, around weakness it happens that, you know, we've gone to Nepal now mm-hmm. and we were in the town of Bertamode and then we go to Taplajong and we've just arrived in Taplajong. Taplajong is this mountain village up in the Himalayas and we've just arrived and it's supposed to be our day off. Okay, so it's supposed to be a day when we can rest and like connect and, and just take a breather and get ready for all the work that's ahead. I wake up in the morning and my stomach is not feeling great. I'm feeling dodgy at best, man. I'm like... I don't know if I should eat anything today, but I'm thinking to myself, that's fine because it's our day off, so at least we can rest. Okay, so we're sitting there early in the morning and we're gathered as a team. Everyone's kind of quietly waking up and our contacts come, the guys that we're working with, the local people. And one of our friends, he's saying good morning to us and I make a little joke and I go, uh, so this morning I went to climb that mountain over there. Joking, joking, because it's our day off. And he laughs. He's like, no, 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 we're not going to climb that mountain over there. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he points to another mountain behind us and says, we're going to climb that one over there. <laughs> and uh, the, me and the whole team, the whole team looks at me and is like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And then I, and then I think to myself, okay, well, how long is it going to be? So he says, but don't, don't worry, it's going to be a three-hour hike. Hmm. Three hours to see the waterfall. There's a waterfall we're going to go see. It's going to be beautiful. Then you'll be back and you guys can rest for the afternoon. So I think to myself, I'm not feeling so good, but I can do a three-hour hike. I can do a three-hour hike. Turns out that Nepali people, for them, what a three-hour hike is, for a little dude like me, is actually a whole day, a whole day hike. So we, have, we end up hiking through the mountains. Beautiful hike. Man, yeah. we are going through forests. We're going through these paths. We end up crossing these incredible bridges over rivers. Amazing. We end up getting to this waterfall. Incredible. We're sitting on the waterfall as a team, just taking in the beauty of what God has put there. Incredible, incredible experience. I'm not feeling so good, but I, I'm like okay at this point mm. because I could have done a three-hour hike because it took us three hours to get to the waterfall. So yeah. I was okay. Then I find out now we're coming back from the waterfall and now we've got to get back home to our village. 
And as we start walking back, I start feeling worse and worse and worse until <laughs> I'm on a mountain in the Himalayas in the middle of nowhere and I have now got violent diarrhea. It's, it's, it's true. I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm nauseous. I, I can't find a toilet and I'm no energy left. And it's diarrhea happening on the mountain. So I end up having to... <laughs> it's real. And I end up having to find like an abandoned cattle shed. Oh, <laughs> no. In the middle of this mountain in the Himalayas. And I've got to go do my thing. <laughs> and the whole time I'm thinking to myself, because this is, this is how I think, don't tell anybody. Mm. Don't tell anyone you're sick. Don't be a burden on people. Mm. Just suck it up. You're okay. You're going to get through this. Just step by step, you can do this. Yeah. So much so that my team didn't even know I was sick. I was just hanging at the back of the queue. As we were hiking, I was back of the line. And then every now and then, I will just take a moment to disappear into the mm. bushes. because I'm. Eventually, we get down the mountain into a valley. And they're like, okay, we're done now. We get to this end of the hike thing. And uh, I, I can't move, basically. I'm finished now. I'm de dehydrated. I haven't eaten water. I've been trying to hike down the uh, Himalayan mountain. It's intense exercise. And I really, I hit the ceiling of myself. And so now I'm like, okay, at least we made it. But then, <laughs> but then they tell us, okay, now we've got to hike out of the valley. It's six o'clock in the evening now. The sun <laughs> is setting. It's dark. I've been going to the toilet and I've got nothing left inside of me. And so we end up trying to hike up the mountain and the reality is I can't, can't do it. I hit this, I hit the ceiling of my strength, of my capacity, my ability. Mm. And so I'm just taking one step at a time up this mountain and they end up having to call a Jeep to come and fetch us and take us back to the village because I, I just didn't have it. And even when I get back to the village, I'm done. I just collapse on my sleeping bag. Mm. Uh, and it was in that moment my team realized that I was sick, that I couldn't do it. And they all like shouted at me. They're like, why? All well, not shouted at me, but they were just like, why didn't you tell us? And I was like, because I've got to be strong. You know, I've got to do this thing. Mm. And it, the most beautiful thing happened, and, and this is where it really shifted for me, is when I admitted my weakness, when I entered into my dependence on them, it created space for them to love me and care for me. And so my team amazingly are like praying for me and connecting with me and checking in on me. And one of the guys gives me some medicine that helps me start to feel better. And I kind of struggle through the night, but then the next morning they're checking in on me, taking a gentle, you know. And just because I was, well, not because I, I, I was so wise or anything, but I had no choice but to be weak in that yeah. moment. It was like the weakness opened up a, a way for me to experience the love of other people mm. and actually to experience God in that space. And I was so, as I reflected on that moment, I, th I think what it taught me is that, uh, you know, so we live in this culture that's always telling us to be strong in, in a false sense. And when we do that, we actually rob ourselves of experiencing the love of other people and even the presence of God mm. in our weakness and our, in our dependence. And I think what I appreciate about you is that you seem to model that. You seem to be on this journey of stepping into vulnerability and, and being okay with your weakness. And I know you were telling me a bit about your journey in Bangladesh and how that brought you face to face with the same issue and some of the things you're wrestling with. So tell us a bit about that journey from your side and what, what's that looking like and what's God teaching you about weakness in that space? Well, first of all, so for you, it was a, quite a physical thing. Yeah. And I was so blessed with my time in Bangladesh because we had such a great you know, we had great food, we had great beds and bathrooms and everything. So yeah. it was, in that sense, it was quite easy. Um, so that was such a blessing. 
And I think that God kind of did that so he could go to a deeper level with me. That is not about your surroundings and not about what do you have, what do you eat. You know, can you go to the toilet <laughs> yeah. when you want to or when you need to? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but as I was resting, um, every time when we didn't go out to do things with kids or talk with people in the village or, you know, do anything or go to a church service, I would have time to rest and process things and think about the future and um, try to figure out where do I want to go or what do I need or what am I actually feeling right now or, you know, things are hitting me, seeing people in poverty or uh, people in pain and all things, all these things are hitting me. Um, I'm like, what do I do with this? What do I do with emotions? And... I just didn't know mm. and a lot of points it was just too much so I would just crash and cry mm. <laughs> because I was feeling all this all these things yeah and I didn't know what to do with it and you were saying a lot of that was actually linked to your fear of the future <coughs> next choices yeah. decisions. yeah I was you know what do I do when I come back? What do I do when I go back to my country, to the Netherlands? Do I go to college? Do I mm -hmm. get a job? What about relationships? What about my friends? If I don't go back? Mm -hmm. you know, everything, every choice has this consequence. Mm -hmm. And am I okay with that? Am I okay with not knowing what the consequences will be? Um, do I trust God in such a way that I can surrender my future to Him? Mm -hmm. And... And I thought I could <laughs> because I wanted to. Um, so I, I was like, okay, I'm fine with this. You know, I'm okay. I'm doing good. Mm -hmm. I trust God. So God, have your way. You know, your kingdom come, you will be done. You know, you start praying these biblical things. Yeah. And you're like, okay, God, I'm good. It's <laughs> because, like filling the prayer theological <laughs> exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. And, like I know I can talk normally you know yeah. I can talk with him the way I can talk with you but sometimes I just try to kind of run over my feelings with yeah. biblical truths yeah. because I feel that that is the battle I have to fight yeah. to be strong and where do you think that comes from because I feel that right you feeling something and then you feel like I don't know as a guy we feel like we've got to pretend that that's not where yeah. we are where does that come from for you I think, I think in my culture and a lot of other cultures as well, it's just this concept of men are strong, mm. but like, like macho strong, you know, like it's not the real, it's not real strength, but it looks like it. Yeah, it's like bravado. It's faking yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I know that that is not real strength, even though I know that like in your weakness, Jesus is my strength, you know, stuff like that. Um, I know it, but do I believe it? Right. And I think even in church, people preach, you know, and they speak biblical truth. Mm. But how do I translate that? Mm. So if I translate it with my cultural glasses, 
I still try to fit it into this box of I have to be strong. Mm -mm. But what is God actually saying to me through the Bible? Yeah. You know, what is his translation? What is his purpose with giving this to me, giving yeah. this gift of truth? Yeah. You know, because truth, you can still translate truth into lies. Yeah. yeah. If you just take it out of context. Yeah. Um, and so we do this with Jesus, right? Yeah. We like make it, we make Jesus who we think he's supposed to be. And I think what's interesting for me here, bro, is um, when we think about our goal, so what's the point of your life? What's the point of my life? We, we want to be more and more like Jesus. Yeah. Because Jesus is the perfect human. You know? Yeah. And I, we were talking about this earlier, how for me it's fascinating that even the resurrected Jesus still has scars in his hands. And so even, even the perfected picture of humanity has not eliminated weakness or vulnerability. Mm. And sometimes we feel like weakness is something we have to be healed from mm. in order to be strong. Yeah. But actually what we see in Jesus is like his resurrected self. The picture, the thing that we're leading towards as Christian people is the weakness is still present. Mm. There's still vulnerability there. There's still scars. You know? yeah. And I think for us to learn that we actually in, in spite of what the culture has taught us in so many ways which is be strong be strong be strong actually the very best versions of ourselves will still have weakness yeah yeah and and i know you had to choose that mm. so what does that look like for you so you're in bangladesh you're dealing with all this stuff these emotions are coming up what does it look like to choose dependence mm. right it, it, as god's causing all that to rise up inside of you it's well, in some way, in way <laughs> somehow it feels really difficult mm. because you don't know what to do with it. But actually, it's so simple. It's just every, I think every day, maybe even every time I just, I was just resting or thinking. Mm. I just had one prayer. Like, God, I choose to trust you because I know that you are good. And I choose to surrender because I know that I can trust you, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even if I don't feel like it. And even if I don't want to, mm. because something inside of me, like I know who Jesus is, mm -hmm. um, because it says so in the Bible, you know, and when he died and he just, he didn't just take sickness, you know, he took pain and he took shame and uh, your disappointment and all of this, then that means I can surrender it to him because he took it yeah. and he wants to take it right in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing I have to do is just choose. Yeah. And he will give me the ability to actually do that. Yeah. So the only thing I do is, God, I have no idea what's going on. I'm freaking out. Yeah. I'm terrified. I, like I have pain yeah. and I, I don't even know what's going on. You know, I don't even know what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking. But because I know somewhere, I just know that you are good. I choose to trust you. Yes. And does that change anything in the moment? No, not like it does, but I don't feel it. Yeah. But something shifts because you make a decision. Yeah. And... At certain times, I would just, I was like, I'm full of crap. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. There's just stuff inside of me. And I, 
you know, things that come up, maybe, you know, pains of long ago when I was a kid yeah. and God just brings it up. He's like, yeah. I want to deal with this right now. Yeah. Do you trust me to give that to me? Yeah. And giving it to him doesn't mean, Lord, okay, it's yours. No, it means process, feel, go back to that moment. Just cry like a kid. Mm -hmm. And do I trust him to, to be weak? Yes. So that he can do what he wants. Yes. So I would just say, <laughs> as a friend of me said, he said, let God be God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let God be God. Let God be God. Yes, such a good word, yeah. And, um, and that's true. I would just say, Holy Spirit, be you. Yeah. And I, and I think why this is so important in terms of what you're t tapping into here. When I listen to you speak, it's like, it's, it's probably the most courageous thing to do to be honest about where you are. Mm. Right? Yeah. And, and you said something so interesting. You said, like, when you just come to God as you are because you trust His goodness, something shifts. And I feel like, at least in my experience, there's a new strength that I access when I'm honest about my weakness. Mm. Right? Mm. So in some ways, this thing that we've been uh, told to believe, which is that we've always got to be strong, that's the thing that keeps us weak. Yeah. But when we accept that right now in this moment I'm weak, that's actually when we find our strength. It's, mm. this, it's this weird thing. And I think the reason we can trust Jesus with our weakness, because you don't want to trust everyone with your weakness. Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah. If, if, like if I know that as I trust you with my vulnerability and, and, and my weakness, you're going to turn around and stab me in the back with that kind of stuff, then I can't trust you with that. It's not wise to do that. But the reason I can trust Jesus with my weakness is because I know he's good. Yeah. And because I know that he's not surprised by any of the stuff I'm feeling, He's seen it all already. And I think, you know, you were in a nation that is a closed nation in a lot of ways, doesn't believe in Jesus mm. or doesn't know the goodness of the gospel, large portions of the population. I was in the same kind of nation. And as I look at all these other kinds of gods that are cruising around in the world today, I think one of the defining elements of what we find in Jesus is that he meets us as we are and he's good there. And we can be weak with him because he's mm. trustworthy, you know? Mm. And, and so you, did you feel that? Did you feel like as you were honest with the Lord, as you just, you weren't striving to try and be something, but you were just who you were before him. Did you feel like his strength met you in that space? Mm. <laughs> so much. Yeah. It was just choosing to, like choosing to be small mm -hmm. and choosing to just, yeah, as you said, be where I am instead of be where I want to be. Right. And trust Jesus in the process yeah. of meeting me where I am. So if that means cry like crazy, like yeah. shouting, yeah. like punching, you yeah. know, yeah. just because things need to be processed. Yeah. And we don't do that because we think it's weak. At least I did. Yeah. So that stuff is still inside of me. And he's like, let me deal with that. Yeah. And as I chose to just let it all go, I would cry and I would cry and things would come up and I would just feel pain and it would hurt. Yeah. Even if it wasn't from that moment, it was from long ago, but it would hurt. And God's like, yes, because, you know, even Jesus, he felt pain yeah. and he cried over it, you know? And I love it when... Uh, that's one of the 
best things that helped me to trust Jesus in this is when Lazarus died and he didn't go. You know, he was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he went and he was dead and he cried. Yeah, you know, he, he wept. wept. Yeah. And it's like, so he is so real. He is human, you yeah. know? Yeah. And he is not like the human we, well, he is the human that we want to be like. Right. But he's not different. Yes, yeah. As in, he's not someone who doesn't feel. Yeah. You know, and that was what I believed. Yeah. That he's a, a God that doesn't feel. Somehow God is like surgical and clean. Yeah, and exactly. Like doesn't have emotion. And, yeah. and also when you think of like the Father and he's far away. Right. But if, if it's like, but if, you, if you've seen me, Jesus says, then you saw the Come Father. On. Means that through him, you see the truth of who God is, who exactly. Father is, who Holy Spirit is, you know, right. who the Trinity is who they all are, or who it all is like. <laughs> it's such a crazy sauce. So, <laughs> beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something it is. Um, and he shows what it means, not just to be God, he shows what it means to be human. Right. And, and that that humanity is, is the container for God on the planet. Yeah. Genesis, image of God, you know, and how our hum- God feels. Yeah, exactly. Whatever God is, God feels. And it's not wrong to feel, you know? What? what? (laughs) So does that mean that I'm allowed to feel? Yes. Yes, yeah. Does that mean that he wants to meet me there? Heck yeah. Yeah. And does that mean that he does? Oh, yes. Amazing. Because in the moments where I would just cry for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden it shifts and I start laughing. Because because this is what I want to take Mm. and this is what I want to give. So good, yeah. But if you don't let me take it, then there's too much inside of you. I can't, I like, I like, I'm not forcing my love or my joy or my strength inside of you. First, you need to let things out. Yeah. And I think what I love is that it, when we're vulnerable with God, it's not only our relationship with God that's strengthened, it's our relationship with one another that's strengthened. And I saw this in my experience. It's like when I was honest about the fact that, guys, I, I've gone as far as I can go by myself. Uh, my friends rushed into that space and all of a sudden community developed around my vulnerability. Mm. And I've even seen that with us and in our friendship circle with the guys. As we've been vulnerable with one another around our weaknesses, our struggles, where we're failing, what what we're not dealing with well, that vulnerability has opened up space for people to rush in Mm. and community gets created around that vulnerability. Have you you experienced the same kind of thing? Does it work like that for you? First, it feels like if I'm weak or if I'm vulnerable, if I open up, the result will be shame yeah. or judgment. Yes. But if there is a community that is based on love, then opening up means that you invite people to, or like that you trust people and they see that. So you invite them to trust you as well. It's like to share your deepest pains or like, your, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it shows people that, hey, actually I deal with the same stuff. Yes. And I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But seeing that it's okay, you know? Yeah. And people kind of, they have each other's backs. Yes. And that's what I've seen in, in, in our group, in our, with our guys, that when one starts sharing, People are like, I have the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So there's no judgment here. Yeah. There's just, there's acceptance and there's like, um, 
You know, you recognize this. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, we're we're human. It's, we're people. It's, it's that response of like, you too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh me too. I'm oh, like, so yeah. so I'm okay. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So I'm not crazy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And all, and all of a sudden we're. We, we, there's a connection among us yeah. you know, around our weakness. And you grow closer. And God, the, I think about when Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is among you. Mm. And all of a sudden, as we start to connect on that authentic level, it's like God becomes three-dimensional in that space among us, you know? Mm. So good, eh? And I think, uh, you know, to kind of land this conversation now, when I think about our experiences around vulnerability and weakness and choosing dependence on the mountain of strength, I think it's so necessary in the world today, right? Mm. Because... When I look around at Christianity, and I don't know what it's like in the Netherlands. I know a little bit we were there, but you would know better. I mean, churches are filled with people, Sunday in, Sunday out, people following Jesus. And yet so many of them are, are living with the mask of strength on. Mm. And so we come to those buildings, we sit in our seats together, we sing our songs and listen to the sermons, and yet we never really know one another. There's we, Very few of us are able to step across that bridge and have the courage to really be seen. Mm. to be dependent we believe the lie of a false strength mm. and so that alienates us from one another and from the god that we're actually there to worship do you feel the same kind of thing happening in the netherlands do you see that yeah i see that there's a i well actually i see that that is what has been going on and i think it's i think it's also about you know, what's our history? What's the history of our country? You know, mm. Second World War, all of that. And the people that went through that, they just, they closed themselves off. You know, I've seen that in my family that, like my grandparents, they don't talk about it. Mm. So they mm. start talking about everything, anything, you know. And they don't learn how to connect emotionally because there's just so much pain. Mm. And then pe that's what you teach your kids. So that's what, you pass on from generation to generation and people learn how to not open up because maybe maybe it's just scary maybe you just don't know how to do that and even in church even if you believe god and even if you trust god and you know jesus and all of that there's it's scary mm. you know? and and this is why i think particularly at a man level mm. so now and not to be exclude the woman listening i would imagine this applies to you but when we talk about masculine spirituality right? We're often after the warrior picture, yeah. you know? And, and I think in some ways that's a right thing. I think there's a wildness of heart that God's created in us and that's good. But sometimes we frame vulnerability as weakness. Whereas I actually think in terms of what you're saying, it is terrifying to really be seen. And so actually in some ways to be truly weak, to be dependent is the most courageous thing we can do as men. And, and when we choose that path, we step into, we start to access some of that masculine spirituality that Jesus has put inside of us, mm. uh, that he intended when he put the, the man and the woman together, making a picture of his nature. Yeah. You know, that part of us that's true to us, as we take on that challenge and all those right things about us, and we step into the challenge of being vulnerable and weak and dependent and allowing God to meet us there. It's almost like we access a powerful part of ourselves, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's true. I've saw, I've seen, oh man, God sometimes shows me awesome pictures where I see, for example, you standing on a hill with a banner, you know, full armor. And you see this warrior picture, as you said, and it's awesome. I'm like, whoa, what does this mean? <laughs> and it's like, because 
you're not afraid to be. I think that's just it. It's not to be. There's no word. Mm. It's just you're not afraid to be. Mm. It's not about doing. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole point of Jesus. That it's not about doing. It's about being, mm. and being where you are right now. Yeah. And accepting that, and living in that, as you said, that is, that is true courage, to, because it's hard. Yeah. It's so difficult. Yeah. To open up because actually we're terrified. Yeah. Especially men, we're terrified to be found out. Yeah. To see, oh, you know, he's fake. Yeah. He's a fraud. It doesn't make sense. He's lying. Yeah,、oh, yeah, because we mess up, you know, or we have pain, or we just don't know, but we want to, so we try to fake it.、Mm. But Jesus is not afraid of all of that. So we, there's no reason to be scared. Of who we are and where we are,、mm. where we're at.、Mm. Yeah, I think that's so good, bro. And I think to close, the closing thought that I really hear from you is the reason we can trust Jesus is because He's good.、Mm. And and I think what we've been saying this whole time is we're not talking about a, a reckless vulnerability、mm. that kind of bleeds all over people and just hands ammunition to anybody, to any stranger, to hurt us with. What we're saying is, we can come to Jesus because on the cross, He's proved that He's trustworthy. Yeah. And when we do that, when we trust Him and trust the people that He's put in our lives, we actually access a deeper kind of strength than we would have if we lived in our false sense of strength、mm. uh, that doesn't acknowledge how we are, how we feel,、uh, where we are, what we're going through, you know, and allow Him to meet us there. Yeah. Yeah.、Mm. Hey man, thank you for your time. You're welcome. And thank you for sharing. And it's been so good、uh, spending these six months with you, man. <sighs> Amazing. <laughs> cool. You're great, guys. Thank you so much, <sighs> and、uh, we will see you in the next episode. Bye.